Please be advised, this recording does contain mature subject matter. You may find some words, phrases, and inferences that may trigger you, so please be advised and be warned. Hey everybody, just take a mo I just want to take a moment out to give you a shout out to my friends over at www.sidequests.fun. That's www sidequests.fun. If you are local to the Southern California community, we do have a place called Frankensons located out in the Chino area. They do have a booth set up there on weekends. So for free to hit their website, get a hold of their schedule, everything you need for your geek and nerdy items they have. So any help you can give them would be great. Hello everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Master Academy. Today's podcast is going to cover character creation. I think all, if not most, GMs and DMs don't necessarily struggle with this as much as struggle with helping your players build a fair and equitable character. I know that dealing with min-maxers, dealing with folks that exclusively build a PC for a very exclusive type of play. As I mentioned before in the Zero session, try to set the expectations there on the campaign, whether it's going to be heavy on the RP versus heavy on the mechanics. That's a place where you can kind of set that realization or that understanding of building the characters now in these difficult times we don't necessarily have dice to roll so just want to pop this in there if you come to the dungeon master academy or you go to patreon dungeon master academy you can find my links um, for just basically two dollars a month the cost of a cup of coffee get access to the academy which has a fully licensed Avray D&D Beyond bot to help with dice rolls, rules, character builds, and all that stuff. If you don't need your players to be on D&D Beyond, obviously use your book material, use your... And that's the other thing. My Dungeon Master Academy is a level 3 server, so that allows you to upload 100 megabytes to anybody, which is nice because if you're managing everything by pdf it's a safe place for you to come and you know build a channel and and get access to that information uh, i even have a patreon tier available to you if you want your own group category therefore you'd have your own group chat and your own group audio channel like i said it's um you know for the price of a cup of coffee, it's very easy for you and your friends to come here and have a nice safe place to build your characters, have access to all the detail electronically, or if you utilize PDF files. With that being said, the second half of this topic, right, how do we roll? And there's a lot of different ways that DMs and GMs kind of approach this. One way is with dice rolls. Just roll 3d6, add the number up. That's the number you're rolling for the particular statistic that you're rolling for. 
you know, those stats, strength, dex, con, wisdom, intelligence, and charisma. Those stats or abilities is what makes up the core of the character from a standpoint of how it's going to be built. We'll get deeper into feats, traits, racial features, and stuff like that, because that gets a little bit more complex. This is more for beginning DMs and GMs to understand the different ways you can, you know, roll up stats and manage stat abilities. A second way you can do it is you can roll 4d6, drop the lowest of the four, then re-roll any ones. And that's your stat roll of the six stat rolls. Roll all six sets and then arrange them in the way that the character is trying to go for or it best fits to the game or the campaign or the one shot or whatever you're running. Uh, another way to do it is to roll 4d6, drop the lowest, and that's it. Another way to do it is to roll uh, 4d6, drop the lowest, re-roll the one, or re-roll any ones. And rather than stat dumping, and stat dumping is usually when people purposely pick a particular stat and they just put their lowest score in there because they, don't, they think it's a useless stat. There are no useless stats in my game, so it was it's very interesting to watch my players and all my five different campaigns <laughs> build their characters, but that was that was quite fun. Um, and and what you can do there is after the 46, drop the lowest, re-roll the one, is you can tell someone and say, look, if you're going for a specific character type, I'll let you do a one-time only two for one point buy. So they can reduce the stat by two and add one to another. Now, all this is with the understanding that the none of these can exceed 18. I highly recommend to not exceed that. You know, the highest, any stat can be at the beginning of the character, whether you start at level one, three, five. Um, I recommend maintaining the roles no higher than 18. Now, if they pick feats, traits, and racial features that increase that, that's totally the issue but for dice roll and for the two for one purchase option um 18 is the highest now another way of doing it is what we call a point buy system you start every stat off at 10 and then you have a pool of remaining points and then you distribute those points among the stats to get it to the balance that you're trying to get it to that can be tricky but it's also a great way of um, creating a character that a player is trying to get to, especially if it's a very like RP-driven character that's going to have either a lot of multi-class flavoring, because you know one of the challenges a lot of people have is you know the role of fighter, uh, high con, high strength, everything else, 12, 13s, 11s, tens. Maybe by fourth or fifth level they start watching how the other players are in the game and they're like, wow, I want to, I want to multi-class into wizard. Well, you know, if the wizard's main stat is intelligence and your intelligence is 11, you're going to struggle. The stats are going to impact your effectiveness. Now that's by no means a certainty of saying no, it's just, you need to help your players understand that the way they 
you know, build their character is with the idea that it's going to evolve over time in the campaign. Now, if you're building characters for one-shots that have very specific structures and they're being organized in a very specific way to fill the needs of the one-shot, totally different issue. Um, you let them be as creative as they want. You know, if you're building level 10s, level 12s, 14s, or 15s, as always, the one-shot's a great way to introduce the game to new players, and it's a great way for DMs and GMs to kind of look at the basic rules, get everything understood, and then run with it. So by no means, if you're running a one-shot, um, don't be overly restrictive on the character builds. That Those character builds should be very intense and detailed, maxed out, because you're doing it for the, you know, the one-shot. If you plan on starting a very long-term campaign and you're organizing it around character types and classes and you've got beginning players, keep it simple. Don't overdo it. Start. I always recommend starting between levels 1 and 3. Um, primarily because if you start at level 3, you get a little bit of extra flavor and the character builds have some padding to it in case they make mistakes the other thing i do too is i let them do max hit die up until level five so after level five they have to start rolling but by giving them their max hit die for each of their level levels that go up it gives once again it gives the hit point pool just that little extra padding especially for newer players who might make more mistakes or not totally grasping how to run their character yet those that little bit of extra hit points can be forgiving still allows the play to be fun and enjoyable but you know once they get past level five take the gloves off they should be well versed enough after you know starting at three getting to six starting at two getting to six they should have a better understanding of their character by then so recap utilize for your newer characters um the stat system right strength dex con intelligence wisdom charisma step two rolling dice point by and the variety of ways that you can roll dice step three start off between levels one through five I recommend one through three, but always allow them to max their hit dies until after level five. This gives you some extra padding in case they make some mistakes. Other than that, um, you may want to also consider as a final review of all characters, once you have determined if you're going to do this during session zero, start them down the path of uh, you know, picking race, feats, features, traits. These are things that they'll start doing to flesh out their character. And we'll do a separate podcast on that. So hopefully this helps. Um, as always, I tell all my folks, if you need any help whatsoever, come visit us at the Dungeon Master Academy on Discord. I have a Facebook page called the Dungeon Master Academy. I also have a Patreon as well that can lead you to our Discord. So please come check us out. Um, my email, jasonbaldrick at gmail.com. It's on my Anchor profile sheet. 
always feel free to email me. I am a mentor on the Facebook page as well for Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. So if you're in that group, feel free to hit me up for some mentor questions. Thank you all for listening and look forward to speaking to you next time.